Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Financial Dads Podcast. My name is Paul Fagan, and I'm here with Jody Fisher. Hey, Jody. Good morning, Paul. How you doing today? Everything's great. Great. Saturday mornings are awesome. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, in short, this podcast is for all the dads out there who struggle with life's topics as they're related to family and finances. Our hope is we can provide our thoughts, successes, and mistakes and share them with all of you. Um, today's topic, um, which is near and dear to my heart, uh, both um, can be uh, gratifying and frustrating at the same time. We're going to discuss home improvements and home repairs, um, tackling the good, the bad, and the ugly of home repairs and home improvements. Um, when it comes to my personal level of expertise and experience, I'm pretty good at changing some uh, light sockets, uh, hanging some pictures, um, the occasional power washing. Um, but when it comes to plumbing, I'm a complete mess. Usually my plumbing work, it turns out I have to get a plumber in to fix whatever I've done. Um, and I have an interesting story about uh, trying to do it myself, and it really backfired when it came to my garage door opener. I'll, I'll tell that a little later. But Jody, what, what is your level of experience when it comes to um, uh, home improvement and home repairs? Uh, I love home improvement. I am a weekend warrior. Um, there is there is nothing that I won't try. Uh, sometimes, much to my wife's chagrin, but um, <laughs> I, I've done I've done a lot. I've got renovated a bathroom. I've taken down walls. Um, electrical is one of my most favorite things to do, which sounds may sound a little crazy. Um, I'm not a huge fan of plumbing. Uh, I just uh, something about water escaping from a pipe worries me. Um, but I'll do everything else. Um, I've done I've done crown molding, mitering. I've got you know a small arsenal of, of power tools. Um, I love it. I also respect my limits, though. You know, I I. I know what projects to not do. So oh, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know that limits piece. I mean, what, the good example I know is, is the garage door. The chain was a little loose on the, on the automatic garage door opener. And I thought I would try to, quote unquote, fix it. So I, I tightened it up, the chain. And, and sure enough, I must have tightened it too tight because it spun the sprocket right off the top of the garage door opener. And boom, brand oh. new garage opener I had to buy uh, with the motor. <laughs> I called the people up. They came by. I kind of sheepishly looked at them saying, I'm not sure what happened. This thing just popped off. And, of course, they came and, and, and repaired my uh, my garage door opener, um, which, um, you know, I just was not in any way, shape, or form um, ready to tackle, right? So, it, it, it and I concur with you with uh, plumbing, right? Typically, what happens with me is if I swap a toilet or, or try to fix a toilet, inevitably, it either runs louder, it runs harder, um, it's leaking more. Um, so there's really plumbing is definitely my, uh, uh, my, 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 my nemesis. Um, other things I will tackle. Um, and, and I think, um, in terms of kind of the biggest things that I'll tackle, I painted a, my condo once, um, with my cousin and my brother painted the whole place before we moved in. I thought that was a pretty, um, uh, pretty big undertaking at the time. Uh, what's the biggest project that you've tackled, Jody, in your experience? I know you've owned several homes, and what is what has been the biggest project that you uh, you found yourself in the middle of? Um, probably the the gut renovation of a bathroom that I did when I was living in an apartment in Manhattan, and um, that was extensive. I remember that was the first time that I had done a project that big. Um, I, I sort of self educated myself in terms of you know what do you do and how do you do it 
um, made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember, I was I was uh, demoing the sheetrock in the bathroom, um, and I was getting really close to the toilet in the tank, and I thought to myself, "Well, I'm going to have to take the toilet out eventually. Uh, let me just let me just demo a little bit more around the toilet, and then I'll take the toilet out." Very next swing of the hammer, <laughs> I slammed the toilet tank with all my force. Ouch. And it shattered into a million pieces. Water went everywhere. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I had the water off at the time. <laughs> 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 it was just, it was a mess. Preparation was oh, limited. <laughs> that same bathroom, that same bathroom was also the first time I did floor grout. So I put down this, uh, the, the little, uh, like, quarter size mesh tiles, you know, these little yep. hexagonal tiles on the floor. I thought I was super cool. Like, oh, this is going to get done so fast. I put down the tile. Great. No problem. It was nice and smooth and flat. I grouted it, and I let the grout dry overnight. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> and so I come back the next day, and there's this film of grout over the entire tile. Oh, my I gosh. It off. And I spent the next, like, probably the next two nights just just getting all the grout out and scrubbing it down and and cursing and cursing but but i mean i i just i love that stuff and i think that's that's the fun part too about doing home repairs like that is um you come away with so many great stories so many silly funny you'll never believe this kind of stories um and, and so i just love it i've gotten better over the years you know like i took down a wall here in our house um and and taking down a wall is is something you should never do unless you know that the roof isn't going to come with it. <laughs> ah, interesting, interesting. Um, but I did, but I did my research and I took a look and and uh, I knew that I knew I could take it down and I did and it just it made a world of difference. It was a wall between the kitchen and the dining room, and so it opened that whole space up. Um, and and we it's been that way for four or five years and it just looks fantastic. That's that's great. I mean, I think um, my brother put it best. My brother. Um, he is definitely the opposite of me, and he, and he definitely like you, and I think he's even more aggressive. I've seen him take on projects that were unreal. Um, he's a mechanic by trade, auto mechanic, um, uh, and but I've seen him take on projects of, of immense proportion. And he always told me, he said, Paul, he goes, if you're going to go put windows in a house, your first window is going to be awful. He goes, but by the time you get to your 20th window, you're going to know how to put windows in. And, and, I, and I had a similar experience with my condominium. Um, I had a desire to change the outlets. And I know uh, for those of you out there, I had the round outlets. I wanted to go with Decora plates. People know the square outlets and switches. And so I had a friend of mine in the electrical business and I went around the house and took a list of, of all the different switches and different colors I needed, whether they were beige or white and face plates and, and, the, and the double switches and stuff like that. And I remember going to his store and, and he crumpled up the list because he owned his electrical supply house and he just started loading cases of switches and, and, and outlets onto my cart, uh, onto a cart and put them out in my car. He's like, look, just go and just do this and, and, and give me it back, whatever you need, you know, whatever uh, is spare. Um, but he, of course, he never, never needed it back uh, when I went to go offer to bring him back. He's not nah, just keep them in your garage. I don't need them, you know. So but one of those things, you know, the first outlet, you know, you, you got to make sure the power's off and you're, you know, you, you unscrew it, put it back together. Does the outlet work? You test it. No, you got to take it apart again. But after like my 10th or 11th, 12th, 20th outlet and switch, things started working, right? So when it came to like changing outlets, um, I'm at the point where I'm almost brave enough to do it without turning off the electric. 
probably dumb Ooh. on my part. Oh, I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> I always, whenever I turn the breaker back on, I always cross my fingers and I and I just whisper under my breath, "Don't blow up the house." That it doesn't <laughs> pop. Right, 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 right. I could see that. I could see that. But what's Every also time. what's also great about the little projects that I've done is. Um, I guess in, in, in the words of Spicoli, uh, for those of you who don't know that, that, uh, deep cuts, deep cuts, that's right. You're going to have to, uh, Google it, but, uh, I got an awesome set of tools, right? So I have, uh, quite the tool collection that's built up over time. Not a lot of power tools, but a lot of hand tools and mechanical tools and, and, um, just built up a nice collection. So no matter what I come across, I usually have the right tool for it. And if I don't have the right tool for it, I strangely have to, in my DNA, have to go to Home Depot or to the hardware store and buy that tool, right? Because I know that eventually I'll need it again, maybe, right? So, <laughs> yes, yes, sweetheart, I will need this tool a lot. Again. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> as it sits there in the toolbox, right? So, um, but it's it, it. You know, from from my perspective, um, you know, I try to do as much as I can, but then I know, you know, which ones. Uh, which projects are not in my wheelhouse, right? So for me, which projects uh, should one take on and the, which ones the homeowner should leave to the experts? For me, I leave to the experts plumbing. Anything that involves a, a ladder and a roof, um, um, you know, so there's certain things that I know are not in my wheelhouse and I'll leave them to the experts, right? So what is your feeling on that? When, when do you know when to say no? Uh, yeah, I, I, I sort of use two basic barometers, um, I don't, what I don't use is the, can I do this? Because I, I think that's too squishy, squishy of a metric. I think to myself, how long is this going to take me and how much money am I going to save if I do it myself? And if I do it wrong the first time, pivoting back to the, how long this is going to take me, will I end up spending more on my mistakes than I would if I hired someone to do it right the first time? Um, so I really try to get objective when I, when I ask, ask that question. Perfect example is we had a couple of closet doors here in the house that we wanted to, uh, we wanted to convert. We had sliding doors and we wanted to get sort of like these, I'll call them French doors, but like sort of this open, you know, this, they meet in the middle, they kind of open together, um, to expose the whole closet. And I did it once with a door and long story short, I totally messed it up. And I was going to go do it a, a second. You know, I had to buy a new door. Now, a, a door, you know, the home store is, you know, $35, $40. But I'm like, how many doors am I going to go through? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to do this right. Okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call a guy. Um, and it turned out that um, the wall, you know, no, 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 no walls are ever square in a house. They're always a little off. Mm -hmm. the, the, and the, the house that we're in is more than 50, probably almost 70 years old. Um, the walls were, were slightly, were, were not square. And um, he had to spend, he had to spend a bunch of time figuring out how to put this door in. So if he had to do that, I was going to spend weeks. No, on that's this true. Thing, right. So those, those are the two metrics that I use. How much money am I going to, how, how, much time is this going to take me and um how much money will i save doing it myself and then figuring out you know if it takes me too long and i run through a whole bunch of you know m mistakes and and have to pay for those mistakes by buying more stuff am i gonna am i really gonna save money 
Yeah, that's incredible, incredibly insightful, right? So I'm going through a, a little bit of that now. Um, typical, so around my house, uh, I, and of course, it, it's literally timely because I have a punch list of items that need to get done. I need someone to come and, and wash the uh, the vinyl siding on my house and, and, and power wash the patio and the front steps and, and the back steps and the back patio. I need to re- refurbish my daughter's swing set, restain it, and add a new couple of new pieces to it. Um, we have mulching and dirt that needs to be done in the in the in the flower beds and such. And I'm actually looking to get my my driveway resealed, right? So I'm going through the exercise now of of putting my project manager hat on to figure out, okay, what am I going to do first, right? So I need to get the house washed first because if I do the landscaping first the power washing people are probably going to screw up the landscaping, right? And have to, you know, so I'm trying to order things properly. But these are things that I probably could do myself. But I figured, and using your rule of thumb, probably subconsciously, um, I just want to get them done, right? And I have so many other things to do um, that I'm lucky and, and grateful that I'm in a position to pay for these few things to get it done, right? So I've been making the calls and getting the quotes and and, and that kind of leads into, you know, how do you select the right contractor, right? I had a nightmare experience once with a contractor in Queens when me and Shelly lived in Queens. And uh, the gentleman's name was Omar. And, and uh, I don't remember his last name, but we had, he was recommended by the landlord or I can't remember how we got him, but oh my God, it was, he was breaking stuff and he was, um, he cut our windows and, and we were renting the apartment and he cut the windows. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And uh, all these different things, right, to put an air conditioner in. And luckily enough, before we moved out, the, the landlord put all new windows in. So I wasn't on the hook for replacing a window that this guy destroyed. <laughs> but it was interesting. Like he didn't have his own, like he didn't really have his own tools with him. It was very, very, I have wound up taking him to the hardware store to buy tools. It, it was awful, right? So, you know, from that point on, um, and over time, I've learned that I try to select a contractor on the kind of the three bid process, right? That's the first thing I do is to always try to get three bids. And then the second thing I do is I try to consciously back into the job uh, financially on the back of an envelope, right? So if I think that the guy is going to be here, you know, all day and power washing my house, it's probably two guys at 20 an hour for eight hours. And I try to just kind of back in to see where the price comes in, right? Because if the guy tells me it's $3,000 to power wash my house, I know that feels very wrong, right? As opposed to $800 to power wash my house feels very right. And maybe 1000 is in the middle, right? So what is your take in terms of selecting the right contractor for the right job? Yeah, I think you you uh, hit it on the head there. I mean, that's that's a good metric to use for sure. You you sort of you, you kind of understand how how long something's going to take, how many people are involved, what those people need to get paid, factor in the the guy's profit and all that kind of stuff, and you get a you get a ballpark as to where the price should come in. Um, and and I don't I don't over scrutinize that number too much, other than just doing that back of the envelope math. Um, it also comes down to trust you. Yeah. And that's hiring anybody working with anybody, whether it's someone to work on your house or someone to work with in, in business. Um, you've got to trust the person who's coming to work on your house. I mean, this is your house, right? This is where you and your family live your lives. Um, they need to come in. They need to show respect for your house. They need to show respect for your family they need to um, really care about the job that they're doing for you. 
Um, and, and I find that referrals too are, are really are a great way to um, weed out the bad contractors at, at the very least. Um, and and these days with social media and everything, you know, asking people for referrals and, and doing research on contractors, it's never been easier. Um, so I would say trust, look the person in the eye and get some referrals and, and, and ask to see some of their work too. Yeah. Um, you know, ask them to show off what they're proudest of. That will tell you a lot about a person. Yeah. Um, what have you done for somebody that you want to show me? Um, and then take a look at what that thing is. And if that thing is a piece of junk, well, you know, you know what to do with that guy. That's right. That's right. And I guess trust, but verify, right? I, I don't know. Is that Ronald Reagan that said that? Um, but I know that's a popular saying. So you're right. Is is not only get the referral, but follow through with with what they actually did, right? See some examples of their work, right? I think that's very key, right? I think that is very key to, to making sure that you have um, the right uh, people doing the right job on your house. And you're right, the house is very personal, right? So you wanna make sure you have the right people. I had a friend of mine once, because uh, I, I got a painting bid that I thought was you know, uh, high, and, and I mistakenly thought, well, maybe I can you know, uh, get a cheaper bid. And, and my friend pointed out to me, I uh, said, so what are you going to go on Craigslist and get a painter? And, and, and they, they got no insurance and they show up with, a, you know, and start painting and then spill stuff and don't cover stuff properly. And then where's your recourse? Right. So that leads to the other piece where I'm always looking for the insurance, the bonding, the license. Um, if they're working in the area, um, you definitely need somebody um, that will be there for the long haul and help you with um, getting, um, you know, getting the job done right and, and getting it done at a decent price. Right. So I think that's key. Um, not to switch. I'm going to switch topics a little bit. Um, nowadays, I've talked to a lot of people and YouTube comes to, into play now with home repair and home improvement. Right. So what is what is your thoughts on YouTube? I love it. I love YouTube. I think it's a terrific uh, teaching tool. Uh, before that, you know, I was one of the, the cable channel addicts. I would, you know, watch all the DIY shows and and even going back to, to this old house, I actually taught myself, I, I built a piece of furniture in that same apartment that I, uh, that I did the bathroom in. Um, I built a built-in um, set of cabinets. It was almost like a bookcase, basically, that sort of flanked. There was this, there was this um, old fireplace mantle that wasn't working, and the fireplace itself was all stuffed up. But the mantle was there, and so I extended the... Uh, mantelpiece out in each direction, like six feet, the width, the whole width of the apartment and built bookcases in underneath that. I had never done anything like that. And, um, I did it all with a miter box and a handsaw, um, and, and wood screws, um, and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a, you know, a hand drill. Um, it came out great. I couldn't have been happier with it. You know, there was lighting in it. There was electrical in it. Um, I just loved it. And I did all that just by watching, you know, this old house. And, and this, this is before the days of YouTube, you know, and reading books. Um, you can teach yourself anything you want in this area. You just have to have the inclination and the patience to to research it, to read up on it, to figure it out for yourself. Um, and then to understand that you're going to make mistakes and then know how to, to compensate for those mistakes. No, that's very true, right? So I think the key for me is, and, I, and it's funny you mentioned this old house. It brought back a memory. My father wasn't handy at all. Not at all, right? 
and and basically at the end of the day um you know on thursday nights on pbs we would watch this old house together he got a kick out of watching this old house right which was always funny to me um because he was the least handy guy ever right he had an awesome set of tools didn't really know how to use them right so we always had contractors he never even attempted to hang a picture but he loved watching this old house he loved checking all those different shows out but you're right with this old house going back into the you know once again i'm dating myself but watching it on pbs when you only had a few channels um but now with youtube everything is on youtube when it was on (laughs) right exactly yeah you had to you had to wait till thursday night at 8 30 i remember (laughs) thursday night at 8 30 i would watch this old house with my father um and there was another show called home time that we found and we were watching home time you know yeah, so it that. was it was very interesting to kind of watch all these different pieces so um but um you know at, at the end of the day um i got a lot of knowledge from watching them and even for small jobs i've been able to watch them now too so um you yeah, know there are a lot of great youtube channels out there i mean i subscribe to a whole bunch of them um they're very easy to find just you just got to look um and and they can be Uh, Not only can they be terrifically educational and terrifically helpful, they're also a wonderful counterbalance to a lot of the crap that you hear about and see come over your transom on social media. Um, To sit down and watch someone build something on YouTube, I find incredibly refreshing. Yeah, it really really is, right? And I've learned different things about um, even automotive. I know that's not tying into home repair, but... Um, little things that I've needed. I just oh, Google it. Something I will not touch <laughs> is automotive. I'm very blessed yeah, and lucky in that respect. My brother is a master certified mechanic and just is the guy, right? And and I remember bringing him once on a. Uh, I'm, I'm diverting a little bit, but this goes back to whether it's a home. You know, having an expert referral or having that advisor, right? That can help. Uh, long story short, I brought my brother to buy a used car for my wife, and and we answered a classified ad. Um, and, and it wound up being that the guy was a dealer. He was selling cars for a living, right? So, of course, very, very, very uh, kind of, and he had that sleazy car salesman look, right? He was selling cars out of his house, you know? And I remember going with my brother. My Did brother he have was. the plaid jacket, too? Not quite the plaid jacket, but it was, it was kind of <laughs> amazing to watch. And I brought my brother with me, and he went to go check it out, and he's looking at it, and, he, and he's ripping it apart, and he's talking, you know, this, uh, I don't know, I think it was the power steering pump, or there was something that was leaking, right? And he's like, oh, we're going to have to get that fixed. So my brother got a substantial discount on this car. Like he, you know, so, you know, we, we're walking back to the car and the guy's going to follow us to drop the car off at my house. And, and I go, Dave, what are we going to do? I mean, should we order that part now? And he goes, Pfft. he goes, those things leak like crazy. He goes, don't worry about it. He goes, that thing's not, that's normal. That's normal. The guy just, does, you know, so it was great. You know, so if someone knows what they're doing, it's great to have that expertise in your corner. To help That's you. awesome. That goes back to what you were talking before about how to, you know, the things that go into hiring a contractor. If you have, I mean, your, your brother has incredible knowledge about cars, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But even if he had a little bit of knowledge about it, he'd, you'd still come out better. It's the same thing with hiring a contractor. If you have no idea what you're doing, you'll hire somebody to put, you know, a $100,000 bathroom in your house. And you won't know what the hell you're doing. But if you have just a little bit of knowledge and, uh, and you educate yourself, you read up a little bit, you just do some investigation, you'll save tons of money. And then you might also, in the process, figure out what you can do yourself 
and then what you actually need the contractor to come in and do professionally. I mean, we're talking about redoing our bathroom here in our house. So you got the, the bad 80s flowered wallpaper still <laughs> left over uh, from the previous owners. So, you know, we're, my wife and I are talking about, well, okay, we can do the demo. And um, I can probably pull all the electric um, and we can order all the pieces ourselves, you know, the, the fixtures and the, all the, the tub and the everything. Um, and then we can hire a guy to do the sheetrock and we can hire a guy to do the tile and we can hire, you know, someone else to do the something else. And then I can finish up the electric and we can install everything ourselves. Right. Oh, and interesting. Probably, probably cut the price of the project in half. So you're kind of doing your own GC work, your own general Absolutely. contracting work. Absolutely. Oh, that's interesting. And, and that only com that comes from one me being comfortable in my knowledge of knowing what needs to get done, which also funnels into me knowing how much I'm going to or not going to pay for this project, um, but also having a sort of a confidence about the project and 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 really understanding what's going to go into it, what I'm capable of doing. Or, and what I'm not, and then what I need to go and pay for. That's all great advice. I mean, there's a lot of things we covered today. I'm sure we could cover a lot more, but I think some of the highlights were really getting someone you trust, review those referrals, right? Uh, getting three bids, multiple bids, right? Understanding your capability and doing a lot of research, right? Researching what you're doing and getting a good fundamental knowledge of what you're, tr what you're trying to get done so you're more armed in those negotiations and those and with those contractors. So... Um, I think that was all great that we covered today. And, and I think, uh, Jody, I thoroughly enjoyed our discussion today. And I'm personally looking forward to the next one. Um, anything to add, Jody? Uh, know what you're getting into before you tear down a wall. Absolutely. That's good <laughs> advice. So on that, uh, we'll close this out. Uh, thanks, everyone, for downloading our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at financialdads at gmail.com. And with that, until next time, be well and thank you.